We acknowledge the First Nations peoples of this land, the traditional custodians, and pay our respects to their elders past, present, and future. We recognize the ongoing impacts of colonization and the importance of a voice to parliament to ensure the sovereignty and self-determination of First Nation peoples is respected and upheld. We commit to working together towards a just and equitable future for all Australians. Hi, I'm Keely, and it's the 11th of April, 2023, 8.03pm. And I'm Wentz. And you're listening to... The, the New, New Blur. I can't take it anymore! Good afternoon, good evening, good day, and good morning, Blurtsters, wherever you are around the world. You are listening to The New Blurt. You absolutely are. A very good to have you with us if you're listening uh, on the pod or if you are with us live or even if you are watching this video after it's been edited. Um, so I might be saying what I'm saying. But there you go. Anyway, uh, thanks very much for joining us tonight. We've got a fantastic show. We're going to have a little bit of a chat what's been happening in Nashville, um, there was a, a national, uh, sorry, a Nashville uh, state representative um, that was expelled basically because he was black. And there was uh, three of them that were expelled. So what we're going to do is just have a little, just a little bit of a chat about that. And uh, we'll also have a look at the video that goes with that. Um, <clears throat> some good stuff for uh, Wenty because he's in Brisbane and... Um, Serious Danger, which is a fantastic podcast that Wentzie actually put me on to, is going to be touring there very soon. So I thought that Wentzie might like to know if he didn't already know. And uh, we're also going to talk about Julian Lisa, um, who is um, uh, in a party at the moment, uh, led by, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, led by Gutton. Is a real nowhere man. Sitting in, which is very true, a hundred percent, pretty much. Uh, it is, it is very much so, and uh, yeah, and so we're going to have a bit of a chat about that as well. And the fact of the plant of last week that I said that I might have won, I'll give you a part two on that as well. The segments for tonight will be indelible indigenous, haven't done that for a little while, it's going to be excellent. Uh, Wendy's going to talk about the first Aboriginal woman to run all six major world marathons. That one's going to be a cracker. I'm going to talk about Gary Foley. Um, you might have heard of Gary Foley. He's an actor, activist, professor, very, very smart man. Been around for quite a long time. He's about 75 now, I think, So, uh, but still going strong and um, uh, very much on the activism side. Uh, we are going to be running Reality Check, a uh, uh, segment on just fact-checking a few things around the world tonight. I'm going to talk about some uh, things that have happened, um, uh, misnomers and rumours that have been spread and misinformation about Alvin Bragg, which is the um, prosecutor, uh, prosecuting attorney for Donald J. Orangehead. And so there's been many uh, things said about him that are just blatantly untrue so anyway we will unravel that and to wind up the rest of the show we will talk about what's on the box when C is talking about upright uh which is on binge and um our stars our favorite tim minchin and um there you go and as you can see wentzy is chomping at the bit to get in here so i better <laughs> just uh, say good evening wentzy Hello, hello. Yes, let's get on with it. (laughs) 
everyone. Oh, it is, it is. But it's just so much to talk about, Wednesday. I'm sorry. I, oh, I know. That, I know. Just talking about the show just took forever. I get it. I know. There's so much to get through. It's ridiculous. Uh, I know. I know. That's Before right. we start, I just want to respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I live and work, the Yagra and Turbul peoples. Yes, and before I go any further as well, I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country, Kulin Nation of the Wurrung people. Sovereignty was never ceded, always has been, and always will be Aboriginal land. And with that in mind, we look forward to doing Indelible Indigenous tonight. And um, I've also got a bit of a double whammy on that because Ooh. my what's on the box is to do with uh, First Nations as well. Oh, nice. So, um, First yeah. Nations theme tonight. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Actually, talking about First Nations, you've got some information on um, on our nowhere man, uh, Mister No, as mm. we uh, we call him on this show. Yeah, uh, there was another um, uh, another uh, leaving of the Liberal Party sinking uh, ship. That's right. That's right. So he hasn't left the party, but he's left the front bench or the front cabinet. Ah. Yeah. So, yeah, so unlike Ken White, who um, handed in his Liberal membership last week. As yeah, he quit, of, he quit the whole party, didn't he? He Ken quit White. the whole party, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's Lisa, um, and I must apologise, backtrack a little bit, because a few weeks ago I did mention Julian Lisa, and I thought he was trying to railroad the whole Yes campaign when he was asking silly questions of the PM. But... <clears throat> Today, with his um, um, decision of leaving the shadow cabinet, so he's given up the attorney shadow attorney general position and the indigenous affair or indigenous affairs. I think portfolio. He was Is definitely that... their voice on the voice. Mm, let's put it that way. Correct, and he's been working with indigenous uh, peoples and trying to get the voice into the constitution for 10 years, even before he's got into parliament. So I've got a lot more respect for him um, than I had a few weeks ago when, when I've made my comments about him. Um, so I do apologize for that. And I think he's been very brave in what he's done today to, to leave those high um, positions he's got. So um, he is now going to be campaigning for the yes vote, which is great. It is. It is good, isn't it? It's really, really good that that is mm. the case. And, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting when you were talking about him a few weeks ago and I was actually thinking that. I was totally thinking that. Um, I thought I thought he was trying to get the, the yes vote up. And he, and he was. Mm. He absolutely was. So um, this, this allows him to vote yes, doesn't it, when he goes on to the back bench? Correct, correct. Uh, that's what... Uh, uh, the way they operate, I guess. If you're on the back bench, you can say, do whatever you want, vote however you want. Um, of course, the Liberal Party decided not to have a conscience vote for this, which would allow the front bench to vote and talk about whatever position they, they want to go down for the referendum. So if you uh, can't the do that... The conscience, vote, though, the conscience vote, though, um, that's still allowed, I think, for the backbench. And that's why he went to the backbench. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Pretty much, yeah. Right. Right. He just couldn't, so, he couldn't advocate for the yes campaign while being on the front bench now that the party have decided to go down the no 
path. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Uh, I was listening to Jacinta uh, Price uh, tonight, who's on the uh, who's in the um, what's that other party? Oh, the Nationals. That's right. It's so yeah. irrelevant. It's hard to remember who they even are. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I was listening to her tonight, and seriously, she's just going round and round and round in circles. I mean. Mm. I try to do the right thing and listen to what she's got to say, but it's just so nonsensical. Um, she mm. has just no argument at all, apart from the fact that she just—I don't know—just wants to, to not to not say yes to the voice. But I, I, everything about me says she really wants to, but mm. she's just—you know—made her bed, and now she's got to jump around in it. It's just—I yeah. don't know. It's just a bit. And as. as- You'd expect you can't expect a hundred percent of First Nations people to support the Yes campaign. They've all got their own um, story to tell, I guess. But um, like you said, we've just got to listen to their arguments. But if they're not putting anything interesting or decent or or, or just anything really, um, yeah, let's move on. Listen to someone else. <laughs> I was listening to um, a podcast tonight that actually was all about the voice and um, mm. the First Nations guy that was on it, I should remember his name. Oh, God, I should kill anyway. Um He recited the whole um, Uluru statement um, on the podcast and, geez, it, and yeah. just, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. And mm. uh, he, he just he just had this air about him, the way that he recited it and just the timing and, mm. yeah. It was lovely. It was really, really yeah. good. Um, now, talking about uh, talking about timing, did you know that uh, serious danger is coming to Brisbane? Did you know that? No. Dun dun dun! Serious danger. It sounds like um, a theme song or something. <laughs> yeah, see what what happened then is that something's named Dun Dun Dun, something's named Dum Dum Dum. So <laughs> that's how I feel sometimes on this show. A bit yes. dum dum dum. <laughs> yes, uh, I think uh, I could probably for me, I think I can probably very much uh, appropriate at the moment. Why are you being a dickhead fool? Stop being a dickhead. So do uh, tell, serious danger, yes, who are they? I will tell and show. Oh, show and tell. I love show and yes, tell. Yes, yes. So serious danger is on live uh, Sunday, May the 21st, 2 p.m. As you can see there, Good mm-hmm. Chat Comedy Club, Brisbane. Let me get rid of this banner so we can see the bottom half. I oh, know there's nothing to see there. Okay. No. All right, cool. We'll put Brisbane. that in the show notes so that people yes. who live here can go yes. and see it. And I think Absolutely. I might have to put my hand in my pocket to to go see these guys i uh, think you may need to because it's only 20 bucks and it just goes mm. to helping their um podcast and mm. uh, i'm sure you'll enjoy it and also it, it, special guest geraldine hickey in 2021 she was the okay. uh, melbourne comedy festival winner of the best um show award so mm. that is a pretty damn good gig to get tom yeah. ballard and emerald boone and gerald mm. hickey for 20 bucks that's ridiculous so um that should be very good yeah make the most of that make the most of that it's a good funny um uh podcast that one and they go through a lot of those um a lot of the the greens policies because emerald moon and i'm assuming tom ballard is also a greens member um i know emerald moon is a member of the greens party um yeah tom is too i think yeah i'm pretty sure he is yeah 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 
Yeah, so but, definitely but, worth watching. Yeah, absolutely. They don't agree with everything that the Greens are doing, um, yeah. but most things, most things. And yeah. I've got, I've got, as I've said to you before, um, pretty much. Uh, um, I, I mean, I'm not rusted on Green in the fact that I haven't. Sorry about that. I'm not oh, rusted on. Oh, you. <laughs> how did you do that? Um, <laughs> I'm not a rusted on Green, um, as in I uh, am a member, but yeah. uh, I very much agree with uh, nearly all of their. Um, uh, their policies, policies and, that, yeah, yeah, they're putting forward. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Now, last week I spoke to you and um, the listener regarding uh, winning a plant mm. at um, uh, winning a plant at work. Yes, and, it was and, the and Easter, I, Easter guessing competition, wasn't it? Yes, the Easter tulip guessing competition <laughs> because nothing says Easter like a tulip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't eat it. You can't. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't see anything Easter with it. Okay. No, I'm not. I, I'm not 100 sure about that either. But um, I, I went and saw the concierge this morning. I had a bit of a mm-hmm. chat, yeah. and um, uh, we need one of these uh, actually. So I'll just uh, whack that in there because uh, it should be just you know you're trying to just as you you're talking about it, you're yeah. just about to do it. And then you just and we do get practice this before the show. By you, the way, people. you get let down by the technology, or just even the people on the show. You know, um, what, blaming me. It's uh, no, not not definitely not in this case. This is absolutely not your um, uh, your problem at all. It's completely mine, and um, I'm going to have to just about the carbon oh, interface. I'm going to have to give it up. This is really annoying. Um, just gonna try something. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We will get it eventually, people. Uh, yes, eventually, but not now. Um, I can't <laughs> find it. That's really annoying. Anyway, what I was gonna say Back was, yeah. Plane. So, yeah, absolutely. So I didn't win. I right. did not win. And you won it, and you didn't win it. No, it's true. And when I told you, I did get that uh, text, but it looked like mm. a scam because it was mm. so bad with spelling errors. Mm. Well, the old uh, the old adage of uh, Occam's Razor, which is um, the simplest answer is often the right one. Mm. They were just rubbish at spelling. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how did they get it so right with the first message, and well, then got I found it completely that, uh, wrong? Yeah, no, fair enough, too. I found, I found out that one's from the provider and one is from the actual uh, place itself. Right, The okay. provider needs to go back to school and yep. the place itself, yeah, they need to... It needs to go back to school as well. out. <laughs> so they, they both need to go to school to learn how to do things. It's actually going, that's exactly right. They, they need some cyber education and the other one just needs general education. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, talking about being schooled, oh, what a segue. Oh, come Ooh, on. Seriously. Awesome. Love segues. Oh, oh, wow. What a segue. Um, yeah. So in Nashville, I did talk about this at the start of the show. It's really, really important because there was three, um, uh, I think there were state senators, but we'll get this right. They're Tennessee representatives regardless. Um and they were expelled uh, from the uh, Tennessee State Legislature, I believe, the Tennessee House. 
And the reason they were expelled is because there was three, um, three people in particular. There was two black uh, young um, activists slash uh, lawmakers. They were voted mm-hmm. in by their state to be representatives of their areas. Mm-hmm. And there was a 60-year-old white woman as well. Right. She was protesting with them as well. And the protest was all about the fact I think it last week or the week before when three primary school children or kindergarten kids got killed in a mm-hmm. mass shooting or whatever it was. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And they just went, we've just had enough. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so they had this massive protest um, in the uh, state house. And apparently because there was some administration bullshit and the, the GOP runs the state house, i.e. the Republican Party, the state Republican Party, they all got together and voted against these uh, lawmakers from and, and basically just kicked them out of the house. Mm. Right. And and they basically can't do that because they were voted in from the people. They can't just expel mm. them. Um, so it wasn't just kicking them out of the house or out of that meeting at that point. It was like kicking them out of the party or out well, of... Well, at, out of the state house, so they I'm represented. Sure. Well, they represent. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, well, thank you, Mr. Vice Mayor. Um, this afternoon's really neat. But so was the action taken to expel members of the legislature. The two had raised thousands of campaign dollars, and Tennessee de- 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 Democratic Party had received a new jolt of support from across the U.S. The Jones appointment is an interim basis. Special elections for the seats will take place in the coming months. Jones and Pearson have said they plan to run in the special election. So basically what happened was... Voters in District 52 elected Justin Jones to be their voice at the State House, and that voice was taken away this past week. So let's give them their voice back, and I call on this body to vote unanimously right now to do just that. Thank you. Sorry, can you repeat that? The uh, the video is a bit too loud. Yes. So there was 36 yeses, no no's, and no abstaining from that vote. So they fully voted um, unanimously to basically put them back where they just... Bring them back. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely crazy, which which is which is awesome because it means democracy, you know, is is working as it should, mm. and um, you know, there's more good people than bad people. Mm. So, it's um, that old thing, um, only in America. In 1967, we were counted. In 2017, we seek to be heard. And we invite you to walk with us in a movement of the Australian people for a better future. We do. And that starts our indelible Indigenous segment for this evening. Would you like to take it away, my friend? Sure. Um, I'm going to talk about um, uh, a woman from uh, Darwin, uh, Alira Jennings. She is a, uh, hopefully I can get this right. Kangarakan and Gurindji woman um, from Darwin, uh, who only 10 years ago took up running um, at the tender old age of 27. 
Um, she took it up to beat diabetes at, because it was affecting many of her family members as well as people in, in her community. Um, her grandfather, oh, sorry, her grandmother had lost her battle with diabetes um, in 2013, which is 10 years ago, um, which is when she decided to um, make some changes to her life. Uh, at the time, she was 107 kilos in weight and was pretty much on the path to developing type 2 diabetes. Very um, much so. Yeah, so type 2 diabetes is the one where if your weight's too high or very unhealthy diet, you can um, develop type 2. Type 1 is the genetic one where it's passed down from family to family. Uh one in 20 Australians have diabetes, which sees the body unable to produce enough insulin, um, which is essential for converting glucose into energy. Um, it's one of the fastest um, growing chronic conditions here in Australia. Um, and Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are almost four times more likely than non-Indigenous Australians to get the disease. And, and this is one of the worst stats um, around. Why, why is that, Wensi? Is that because of uh, education? Is that because of funding? Is that because of genetics? What, what's the reason for that? Um, probably genetics, uh, potentially lifestyle, the way... Diet? Um, diet, yeah. Um, the way we've treated them, they haven't, um, I guess, conditioned to not look after themselves because of the way they're being oppressed and things like that. That's my guess. Um, but the worst stat of them all for me is in the Northern Territory. If you're aged between 20 and 29, you're 26 more time, times more likely to get type 2 diabetes. Yeah, that's not Pretty good. much, pretty much. Um, so when Alira started running um, those all, all those years ago, 10 years ago, um, she could barely take 50 steps because uh, she was so overweight, but she kept at it. Um, and within a year, she was able to run a marathon distance without stopping. Um, fast forward um, a few months after that. So in 20, 2014, she ran her first marathon in New York. And she returned to New York in 2017 to run her second marathon there. Um, she then completed the Chicago, Berlin, London, and Tokyo marathons um, in between um, those 2017 and now. And in just under a week, so Monday, on 17th of April, Monday coming, she'll be running the Boston Marathon along with 30,000 other runners. Um, once she completes that, she'll be the first Aboriginal woman uh, to complete the six marathons. And that is an elite group called, I did write this down. I thought I had it. Um, oh, yes, uh, the Six Star Finishers. Wow. That's... Yeah. So what, I mean, you said, I think you said she was 107 kilos. Kilos. Which Correct. is a very big person. Um mm. What is, uh, I'm assuming she's not 106, seven kilos no. running marathons. I mean, no, what she, no, do she, we know what she's weighing now? No idea, but I would hazard a guess to she'd probably be about 55, 60 oh, at most. She lost a person, yeah, pretty much. Oh, god, that's phenomenal! And, yeah. and she, she did that because she could see that her family was going down 
the wrong yeah, well, track she, and she, she was yeah and she could see herself going down the same path as her grandmother who um tried to stay alive when when she was dying of um from the disease and her grandmother was very powerless and the doctors couldn't do much and things like that that's so alira very determined to not go down um so i'll just show you quickly what she looks like now oh, All right, so you can see her there. Uh, not yet, my friend. It should be coming up. It's supposed to be. Should there be. he goes. Yep, yep. There we go. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Wow. It's yeah. hard to believe she was 107 so, yeah. kilos. That's unbelievable. That is I know. Incredible. Amazing, isn't it? So I think further down there's a photo. And how far, how far is the marathon? Is that 40 clicks? 42 kilometers. And how many she's so done? Are, six. Uh, well, uh, she's done many other marathons, but yeah, the Jesus. the pinnacle of marathoners is to get the six, the six big yeah. ones. So yeah, New York, yeah. London, Berlin, what was it? Tokyo, Boston, 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 Boston? and Chicago. And Chicago. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh my god. So you can see there the years what that she did it. She's yeah. yeah, great achievement. I, and I asked a mate of mine who just finished the Paris uh, Marathon last weekend. Oh, wow. Easter or the weekend before Easter? The weekend before Easter. In the last two to seven, nine days, he finished that. He's done three of the six. Oh, wow. So he's got to do still Berlin, London and Tokyo. My brother-in-law's done Paris too, I think. Okay, so big shout out there to Maddie, and um, yeah, good on you for finishing another marathon. Yeah, that's crazy. That's absolutely mm. nuts. Oh wow! Yes, that's... yes. Uh, yeah, she's going to join that elite group. Um, just a little bit more. Um, the eleven thousand people worldwide have completed the the six marathons. Only two hundred seventy eight are from Australia, wow. um, and if she achieves that she'll join charlie Ma charlie mayer who is a western arente man which is west of alice springs he'll be he, he was the first indigenous man to complete the six last year wow so, yeah gee whiz that, yeah. that's absolutely so is she using her notoriety to raise funds for like uh, diabetes awareness and yeah to do all the awareness um yeah. yeah yeah so her, her very first marathon in new york um she was sponsored by an indigenous health promotion organization to promote diabetes and things like that and she's gone her own way since in terms of um self-funding her her trips to, abroad uh but yeah she's still heavily involved with um promoting healthy life choices and things like that she, obviously she's turned around her her path down the diabetes um disease tracks and hopefully she'll never get it um but yeah hopefully she can be a great inspiration for for others well um, absolutely i mean yeah. i think uh she deserves a um 
She deserves one of these from uh, from the new blurt, I think. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's a fantastic feat. Mm. That's absolutely incredible. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Brilliant. Fantastic story. Really, really good one. Look, uh, we will be back in two seconds to have a chat about Gary Foley. But before we do, I thought I might just play this. The Australia Institute produces high-quality research that has real-world impact, whether it's revealing the $10.3 billion in fossil fuel subsidies provided by federal and state governments last year or our long-standing research advocating for a federal anti-corruption commission with real teeth, we change minds. To donate, head on over to australiainstitute.org.au. Yes, australiainstitute.org.au. You can catch them on their YouTube channel as well, and you can get them on their podcast. Uh, what's that one called? Uh, All About the Money or something? Uh, follow the Money. Follow the Money, that's the one. Uh, where you normally get uh, Ebony Bennett and someone else, and Richard Dennis, the uh, em- eminent uh, economist, has been on there quite a few times. And um, he himself is on uh, quite a few Australia Institute podcasts, if you'd like that sort of thing. At the moment, he's talking a lot about safeguard mechanisms and uh, climate change in general from an economic perspective and just a general perspective. So, yeah, so get out there and support the Australians. So I wanted to talk about Gary Foley. Now, Gary Foley, as I said before, he's I think he's around about 75 or something now. Um, Okay, so 73 this year. It is. It's really good because, Mm. as we know, many uh, First Nations people die far too young for the different reasons that you were talking about before. Mm. Um, So it's fantastic that an eminent um, activist activist as himself is still around to keep telling us and fight the good fight. It's unfortunate that he still needs to. Hopefully, as we've spoken before with The Voice, that that goes to some way of start, you know, starting to... uh, repair and renew and uh, create better opportunities going forward. Mm, But anyway, talking about that, in 1972, there was a tent embassy uh, set up on um, Parliament House. Mm. And the reason it was set up is because uh, you weren't allowed to camp on Crown land at all, Mm. apart from if you were First Nations, mm. you had an exception. You were allowed yeah. to. And so they did in their very smart way. They put mm. a tent and called it the Aboriginal Embassy. And Gary Foley was one of the first people to start up that embassy, and he was fighting that fight way back there and then and asking for um, land rights Um at the time, I think it was Billy McMahon was the... Prime Minister. It was a very, very white Australian policy. Everything that was done was completely... Uh, I mean, the fact is that 72 is only five years after 67 when the mm. First Nations were actually recognised as a yeah. person. Yeah, and you counted know, you, in the census. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's, yep. it's pretty shameful stuff. But anyway, we need to know about it and we need to we need to be aware of it and uh, sort of move forward, <clears throat> create change. Gary Foley is an Australian activist, academic and an actor. So you may have seen him in different films and series as well. He's known for his significant contributions to the Indigenous Australian rights movement. He was born in 1950 in New South Wales, and he grew up in Redfern. You may remember Paul Keating years ago giving what they called a Redfern speech. 
okay. He started. No, uh, yeah, so I might put that in the link because it's well worth listening to. He started speaking at that rally, um, and there was many of the First Nations that were there because Redfern was very much, I think, still is. Um, very many uh, First Nations uh, people lived there. They started sort of booing and um, dismissing what he was saying, and then mm. basically what happened was they actually started listening for about five minutes to ten minutes, well, probably five minutes or so. And after they'd started listening for about five minutes or so, they realised what he was saying was actually pro-First Nations, and it was one of the mm. first pro-First Nations speeches. And so that's why I say it's worth um, worth listening, worth, I'll say it again, worth <laughs> listening to Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry. And uh, worth, worth listening well, to... Well, here we go again. Oh, yeah, here we go. Shut up. And uh, we will get in the show notes before the end of the show. So he is of Gumbe... I'm going to try this. Gumbengur and Wiradjuri heritage. And um, his activism uh, began in the late 60s when he became involved in the Black Power movement. 69, he helped establish the Aboriginal Legal Services, which provided legal aid to Indigenous Australians. He also co-founded the Redfern Black Theatre Company, which aimed to uh, promote Indigenous theatre and culture. So he took part in that as well. Awesome. Absolutely. And in 72, he played a key role in the establishment of the original Aboriginal tent embassy that we were just talking about. Lack of recognition of Indigenous land rights. Foley was also involved in the establishment of the National Black Theatre, blah, 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 with provided Indigenous Australian artists. Foley continued to be a prominent activist through the 70s and 80s, campaigning for Indigenous land rights. I'll give it a tip. He hasn't stopped. It's 2023. Um, in 2022, that's obviously 50 years of the Aboriginal tent embassy um, being yeah. set up and the land land rights protests in force. One of the big things about the land rights um, protests at the time was that Jobiocki Peterson uh, was, I think, the premier, as you may yeah. know, in a gerrymandered, um, very heavily gerrymandered Queensland state mm. recent years ago. Yeah. And uh, you can't get much whiter than Joe because Joe was part South African. So, oh, gosh. I did. oh of course, by the surname as well. Yeah. Yes. Bioki Peterson. Yes. And um, yeah, he was not a nice person. The only no. good thing about Joe was Flo, his wife, who made pumpkin scones. And that was about mm. it. There wasn't yeah. much more going on there. Uh, he was very, very bad to uh, First Nations people. And the, the police up there were basically like, like his personal military. Um, mm. Yeah, it was a very corrupt state at the time. Yeah, it was shocking. Really, really I can't remember how long he was in power for. It was Far too years? long. Yeah, I think you're about, something? yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because I have a feeling, because I did an economics um, an essay on him in uh, high school, and okay. I would have been 13 or 14 or something. So I think mm. he was still in power then, but I can't remember, but I just remember how much I hated him, even back then mm. when I was 13, 14. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Foley continued to be a prominent activist throughout the 70s. As I said, he still is now. Campaigning for the Indigenous land rights, still is now. Cultural preservation and political representation in the 1990s. He became involved in academia, lecturing at the University of Melbourne. As I said, he's a professor and Deakin University. He has also acted in several Australian films and Indigenous shows. Um uh, Foley's significant contribu- uh, contributions to Indigenous Australian rights movement has helped shape 
the country's understanding of Indigenous culture and history. Yeah. I would say that is still happening. I wouldn't yeah. say it has anywhere near happened. So, mm. um, and I'll let the cat out of the bag slightly now. So the show that I'm going to preview is called We Still Rise. And it's mm. actually a documentary that's on iView and it's all about the 10 embassy. I won't say any more yeah, than that. Save it. Save it for later. I will indeed, but um, that's where we are with that one. So, yeah, so what I might do is I think it's time to have a word from our sponsor. Hey, this is Hannah Melville-Ray from the Australia Institute. I'm listening to The New Blurt with Wensi and the Kegster, and you should be too. It's on Tuesday nights, live from around 8 p.m. So, yes, as the Sting says, reality check. Um, Just going back to uh, America for a second. Mm -hmm. um, The reality check that I have is um, the Manhattan district attorney that is prosecuting Trump's case. There's been um, quite a lot of misinformation about the gentleman. Of course. And um, uh, what I thought is I'd just give you the facts of what, has been um, uh, provoked just and misnomers, uh, rumours, etc. And then I'll I'll tell you uh, what the actual truth is. Mm. Uh, so the truth of the case is he Trump has been charged with thirty four felony counts in hush money scheme. The way they got the thirty four felony counts is that um, he wrote thirty four different checks and tried to pass them all off as business expenses. Right, of course. But they were all different types of hush money to different people. Mm. And um, they were coming out of campaign funds. So you can't do that. No. no. Um, <laughs> Trump in uh, court ringing. Trump faces setbacks, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, uh, Manhattan's uh, DA's office is prosecuting the suspect in this case. So Alvin Bragg announced in June 2022 that a grand jury had indicted the suspect, Andrew Abdullah, on murder and weapon possession charges after he allegedly killed 48-year-old Daniel um, Enrique on board a uh, Manhattan-bound Q subway train the previous month. Hmm. Um, The misleading claim was spread across Twitter over the weekend that the Georgia representative... MTG, which is the one who screams a lot and has got sort of white blonde hair but doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. Okay, never heard of that person. Marjorie Taylor Greene? No? I'll tell you what, if you don't know about her, you're lucky. Keep keep being that way. (laughs) Um, A Republican tweeted, news coverage is shooting, heartbreaking, tweeted Saturday, shame on Albert Bragg for not being prosecuting real crime in Manhattan. Uh, spokesman for the Legal Aid Society, a non-profit public defender organised, confirmed Abdullah remains held in custody on the murder charge. He declined to comment further. So basically she's having a crack at him saying that uh, he wasn't uh, prosecuting the crime, etc. and then mm. the non-profit public defender organisation has said the person's in jail. Yeah. <laughs> He's held in custody. It's just, Duh. yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway, the claim is Bragg is charging a New York City parking garage attendant for attempted murder after he shot an alleged and armed robber. The facts are Bragg's office isn't prosecuting. Um, uh, spokesperson and Dyer 
lawyer confirmed to the AP, it wasn't his, said the video of the altercation was eventually located and sent to the DA's office, clearing his client of wrongdoing. There's no attempted murder charges. There never will be because my client was the hero and the victim, not the perpetrator, except by phone. That's the whole story. Jeez. But again, it, yeah. That's but again, yeah. Exactly right. Our social media uses from spreading false claims about the incident. Um, New York City is a joke. Manhattan prosecutor charged victim of assault with attempted murder, wrote one Twitter user, blah, 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 blah. The shooting happened early Saturday morning when confronted a suspect thief in the parking garage where he worked, which is in Midtown, Manhattan. Uh, Charles Rohde, 59, shot the 57-year-old twice, was able to wrestle the handgun free and five act, according to the police. Both were hospitalised, initially charged with attempted murder, assault and gun possession. Rohde was also charged with burglary. It's not clear what charge he'll ultimately face or whether he still remains hospitalised. Spokesman for police, Bragg's office didn't respond to follow-up questions and a lawyer for Rohde couldn't be identified. So the claim... Brad should investigate surveillance footage showing several male suspects beating and robbing a female victim in New York City. The facts, this March 2020 attack happened in Crown Heights, a neighbourhood in Brooklyn, outside Bragg's jurisdiction. Yeah, of course. The 15-year-old said she was walking home and a group of males approached her and started to punch a kicker. The suspects fled with her sneakers and a cell phone. In New York City, each of the five boroughs has its own top prosecutor who oversees criminal prosecutions. This crime fell into a Brooklyn district, uh, Helen Peterson said in the mail. The attack occurred in March 2020, nearly a year before Bragg even entered office. <laughs> so two fails from that one claim. <laughs> so, because he was the first oh. district black attorney in 2021. Wow. So, yeah, but who cares, you know. Twelve yeah. underage defendants in the case went to family court. Peterson said a 13th defendant pleaded guilty to third-degree assault. Mr. Menon was sentenced to six-month jail. Amazing how they can just spread lies so easily, and this is a problem with social media, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and that's why we're calling it out exactly. on this show because <laughs> this is just complete and utter bullshit. So, yep. Um, yep, that's why we're calling it out. On the new blurt. Yes, so, you heard it. Over here. to you, my friend. Right. Over to you, my friend. Nice one, nice one. I like that one. Um, anything to counteract the uh, the nut right. jobs that are in America? Yes, and there's many of them. Oh yeah, especially now that we've got the 45th coming back with a vengeance. Yes, let's talk yeah. less about that and more yes. about your reality check. Um, All right. So- my reality check is um, similar to claims that you hear in America during elections, especially at the last US election. At the recent uh, New South Wales state election, which was a couple of weekends ago, there was a claim on social media where a video was shown a um, where a New South Wales election official was committing an election fraud by raising the vote marked in pencil from a ballot paper and then filling it out himself and then putting it in the ballot. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they claim that that video was shared very much all over the place on Facebook and Insta and I'm sure TikTok. We're importing American conspiracy bullshit, uh, aren't we? we uh, really it's are. just ridiculous, isn't it? One user posted the video to Facebook with the caption, and this is all in, in caps lock, Make sure if you are voting today in the New South Wales election, you use a pen 
an official was caught rubbing out pencil votes and putting down his own choice. I don't know what the emoji icon is other than there's an angry face on it. You know, the red angry face. <laughs> Although they are selected, not elected, let's not make this easy for them. All in caps. And, I love it. They're like this. Exactly. I can just see the, the idiots typing away like that. <laughs> All in caps. Jeez. Oh, um, that's what, uh, what uh, Orangehead does all the time. Yeah, yeah, when, when he's on... Is he on Twitter again? I don't know. I don't really, uh, I, I don't can't remember. Much. I don't think he's doing much at the moment. You don't see it. Well, he's sort of not allowed to because he, the judge just told him, keep your mouth shut, please. Yeah. Oh, did they but, eventually put a restraint on him? Well, no, there's no, there's no gag. They, they should have uh, put a gag order. And have, yeah. They should have. Mm. But, um, but yeah, they've just asked him to quietly shut the up. That would be nice. Yeah. So, yeah. But obviously he's not going to. But no. um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back to the New South Wales yes. rigging of the election. Um, yes. In inverted commas for those listening on the podcast. Yeah. Um, another user wrote, thanks to election rigging like this, New South Wales is now a communist state. Now, do you see what is happening around you? Because if you still don't, then you are lost. Ah! Oh. Ah! <laughs> uh, crazy. Uh, uh, other users. These, these nut jobs make about up about three percent of of, the, of Australia. I mean, mm. seriously, and most of them uh, are imported from America. Like they yeah. didn't even have these opinions before, but for some reason. They're just yeah. taking them on. It's uh, it's ever it's ever since the pandemic. Ever since the pandemic, they imported mm, all this bullshit. All that and yeah. oh, they're just crapping yeah. on. Just um, obviously the claims are false. Um, according to the New South Gee, Wales Electoral Commission. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the video in question actually shows an official complete completing internal administrative work, <laughs> not tampering with a ballot. Um, (laughs) this and so the New South Wales Electoral Commission um, said this is this is disinformation this is not a ballot paper this official was filmed without permission working at an early voting centre completing internal administrative paperwork the spokesperson said yes yeah sure he was yeah yeah, so it's all bullshit, as we yes. know. Um, yeah, and there's lots of, and I've I've been a scrutineer at the end of elections a couple times now, and there are lots of officials in those um, voting centres, and you'd have to have everyone in on the uh, on the act to to allow someone to do something like that. Get away with so, it, yeah. To get away with it, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's illegal to forge an election ballot or knowingly submit a forged ballot, and it's punishable by a maximum of two, two years' imprisonment. So, uh, for those who are purporting that that was all um, true, you're losers. Get oh, back in your box and yes. go pedal your own shit somewhere else. Yeah, Just don't. Yeah. yeah, that's that's it. Pretty much. That's what they get. That's, what they get. that's exactly exactly. So, exactly. so like you said earlier, we're, we're on this show. We want to dispel all those myths and mistruths. Um, well, yeah, absolutely. Facts. 
Yeah, so, absolutely. Misinformation. It's just mm, rife everywhere. Yeah. And it's, it's too easy. I mean, Kellyanne Conway was a cracker. She was the um, Orange Head's uh, chief of staff or whatever. And I and I mm. always remember, always remember, always sticks in my head when an interview, um, uh, interview, sorry, a journalist was talking to her about um, the numbers, uh, the, um, uh, uh, what's it called? The, not augmentation. That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, when when they get um, the square outside the White House and everyone comes and looks. At, oh. Inauguration. Remember. Yes, there it is. I knew it had an org <laughs> in it somewhere. And remember. a shen. And a yes. shen. <laughs> <laughs> the inauguration, yes, absolutely. And they were saying um, how big his... Uh, he's had the biggest inauguration. It's the biggest we've ever had. It's like, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't the biggest that it ever had, and we've got pictures to prove it's not. Well, we've got alternative facts to what you just said. I'm just like, mm. yeah, th- that's, they're called lies? Um, yeah, exactly. Alternative <laughs> facts. So anyway, yeah, so it just it just it yeah. never, ever, and she's on Fox now. But, geez, you would, who would have thought? Of course. So, who would have thought? But anyway, anyway, anyway. So what we'll do Mm. is we'll crack on with this and then we'll come back with a bit of what's on the box. Hey, dude, get this crazy man off the streets. Notice, but lately I've been drifting aimlessly. Oh my God! Will you stop changing channels and just tell me what's on the box? <laughs> it is one of my favourite things. <laughs> it's 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 not a bad one. It's yeah. not a bad one. It's all right. It's okay. Um, so, my friend, what do you got for okay. me? Alrighty, um, I am going to review an amazing Aussie show called Upright. Ah. Um, we came across this one, season one, about two or three years ago. Uh, when I briefly had Foxtel, um, not that I paid for it, could have been shared. Oops, <laughs> Daisy. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so we came across it then, and absolutely. No, it's okay. Like, we're we're all for ripping off Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a billionaire. What would he care about a couple yes. of bucks? Yes, um, just meant to fall off yes, the trees so, and too much sex with younger people. Anyway, keep uh, going. Um, yeah, so Upright. Uh, it's an Australian drama slash comedy um, show. It stars Tim Minchin and Millie Alcock. Uh, and I recently discovered just a couple of weeks ago that Binge was showing season two. They've had it for a few weeks, if not a couple of months at least, on Binge. Um, so over the weekend, we binge, pardon the pun, um, the series two or season two of the show. So in season one, it basically, um, thank you. Um, season one basically sees um, Meg, who is a 12 or 13 year old, I can't remember exactly, um, high school student, and Lucky, who's a 30 year old something, something 30 something year old. Um, 
both have troubled histories, um, yet they're both lovable characters. And Lucky is traveling from Sydney to Perth, taking his piano in a ute and to visit his dying mother, comes across Meg. They have some um, uh, interesting encounters with things and people. I'll just show you um, this a quick trailer for the first season, and then I'll show you season two. Oh, cool. Just to add that now. And wouldn't have tried to drive a piano. Let me just rewind that because all right and i'm going to turn off the banners so we can see all right so i'm just going to press play here we go a normal person would have booked a flight i've tried to drive a piano across the desert Sundays, 8.30 on Fox Showcase. So basically, yeah, they go on a road trip between Sydney and Perth and they get up to all sorts of stuff. Um, and it just drags you in. You watch one episode. As always, they leave you on a cliffhanger and you just can't stop. So season two sees them join together again on another road trip, this time from Sydney to far north Queensland. And I'll just quickly show you uh trailer for season two and hopefully that has come on okay here we go my life is falling apart get your shit together i have my meg miss me What's going on? Looking for my mum. You can't show up after four years and just expect me to hop on a plane with you. This one's a bit young, though. Oh. You're in far north Queensland. Every prick and his dog's running away from something. I'm here to look for my mum, and I don't need the trouble. You're dragging me on a wild goose chase. You'll find that the truth gets a bit more complicated as you get older. Thank you, Mr. Wise Old Wizard Man. Do you know what this place is? I need someone to take care of me for once. Came to find you. There's no way. There's been a way. Uh, okay, so it is beautifully written. Tim Minchin wrote the whole Did series. And I was going to say, he wrote, wrote it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he wrote it. So we know him. He, he's written um, the play for Matilda. Uh, uh, no, um, he wrote all the music. Right, sorry. Yes, you're right. Because that, that would have been Roald Dahl. <laughs> That, yes, very true. Very true. Very true. Um, see, fact checking. Thank you. Just seeing if yes. you're um, if you're on the ball. <laughs> um, yeah. So Tim Minchin, great comedian. Um, 
never seen him live, but I have seen his um, performances um, that is recorded and on his YouTube channel. <clears throat> he's Millie, awesome, he's nuts. Uh, I can imagine. Um, um, Millie is a great actress. Um, she plays um, her character really well. And I'm not ashamed to admit that a tear was shed throughout the series, either series. Um, oh. It just captivates you. It just takes you along. Um, yeah, it's just a beautiful story and just so well written. Well, if you're shedding a tear, I'm <laughs> going to cry like a baby because uh, <laughs> I used to cry through certain advertisements. So um, that's why I don't want to advertisements anymore. Uh, too much mm. crying. But, um, but, <laughs> but uh, no, that's, uh, no, that sounds awesome. I love yeah. uh, Tim Minchin. And we actually mm. did start watching it. We, we did actually start watching the first season. Mm. And then something happened. I can't remember what it was. And then we didn't go back to binge. Um, mm. But the problem is there's so much good stuff on at the moment. Because mm. so, Apple TV has got Ted Lasso back on. And I'm a yes, massive uh, Ted Lasso fan. Haven't started so. seeing that one. Haven't started watching that yet. So have you not watched series. any of Ted Lasso? Uh, I've seen season one and two, just not series oh, three. I just haven't three. Yeah. Up to it yet. Yeah, yeah, we just smashed out three episodes. We we binge watched no, upright this weekend. So yeah, nice. Um, Five out of five blurred stars for this one. I loved it so much. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. That's really, yeah. really, really good. Well, something else that was uh, really good that we had a watch of, and it's a completely different um, uh, subject. It's a documentary, but it's super powerful. I actually highly recommend anyone who listens to this show, i.e. the new blur, should watch Still We Rise and every person in Australia should watch this program. Mm -hmm. Um, It's that important, and everyone should know about it. I think all of us know little bits about it. Sorry, Mm -hmm. a lot of us, many of us know little bits about it, but we really should know a lot more. Um, Still We Rise is all about um, marking um, the establishment of a tent embassy in 1972, which I had alluded to earlier. Um, And it dives into uh, Aboriginal activism and the fight for land rights uh, on the global stage. Actually was on the global stage. It was going around the world what was happening here. Mm. And so much so that a group of the uh, First Nations activists were um, invited to go to China. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were taken around by some uh, very sort of uh, sort of eminent groups in the Chinese uh, sort of um, uh, political landscape, if you like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 they said they they said it was one of the first times that they felt like they'd been treated like equals. Wow. Yeah, they had to go to China. Amazing. So yeah, amazing and terrible at the same time. Yeah. So. These, I'm just going to show you this. Uh, anyone watching um, uh, The New Bloat? This, if I need to add it back, yes, I do. Um, this is the original tent, the original tent embassy in 1972. Only one of those guys, because I think they're all guys, is, um, is alive. The other three are now passed on. Mm. 
Um, so for those watching who have in uh, First Nations background, we are showing some images of people who have passed. So we send our respects to them as we're doing this. Absolutely, we do. Bertie Williams, Billy Craigie, Tony Khoury and Gilla Michael Anderson were protesting the Prime Minister William McMahon's dismissal of Indigenous land rights policy. They were the four guys we were just looking at mm. just then. Um, and they held up signs that said, which do you choose, land rights or bloodshed? And why, to, why pay to use our own land? So mm. there was an amazing amount of... Um, angst and anger and uh yeah it was it's amazing because i was only three so i didn't you know I, this sort of wasn't as prevalent when i was sort of more like you know uh 14 or so when i could mm. actually understand what was going on sort of yeah. so it was really cool to revisit um just a couple of stills and i'll show you one here this one's important because Talked about Gary Foley at the start of the show. That's Gary Foley there on the left, if you're okay. watching um, uh, on the vid. Uh, mm -hmm. Gary Foley's on the left. And I believe, I think that is Billy Sykes, if I am correct. I will double-check that. But she was a prominent journalist, um, First Nations journalist at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so just having uh, – I will – play uh, short from it just in a minute. But I just want to um, uh, just explain a couple of things here. So this is straight from their mouth. For me, you know, it happened in 1972. And unfortunately, a lot of people involved have passed away since. And so for me, I was keen to hear that those voices within the film, as opposed to showing some archive and then having people today comment on it. That was uh, Harvey, 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 Harvey. Sorry, my bad. Uh, Harvey, uh, that was, I apologise, I uh, cannot find, it was the person who made the documentary. Uh, mm. That was their, um, that was their quote. Uh, you need to have okay. a clear image of what you want your film to look like if you're going through the amount of archive footage. But Harvey knew right away that we wanted to celebrate the focus on young and incredibly fierce activists who fought so hard to inspire future generations. So I'm not going to say anything more about it because mm -hmm. I'm going to let this trailer, it's only short trailer, it's the only trailer I can find, um, but it should be enough to make you go, holy crap, I need to watch the whole thing on iView on ABC. Mm -hmm. 1972 is the year for Aboriginal justice. For the first time in history, there's an Aboriginal embassy in Canberra. People did come together for the first time on a single issue with land rights. The Aboriginal tent embassy reverberated around the world. We will survive! Still We Rise, Thursday on ABC and ABC iView. Absolutely. Oh, we'll have to watch that one. Yeah, it's it, it's just it's it's a must see. It really is a must see. Mm. And um, yeah, if you can get your friends to watch it, get them to watch it. Very important, um, even especially now with the referendum that we're yeah. going to go through. It's just all these issues that they've been fighting for decades, and still no resolution, still no progress. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And and it's it's really interesting because you get the politics of the day, you get the politics of exactly where they're coming from, which we sort of knew anyway. But you mm. also 
Uh, as you know, Paul Kelly and Kev Carmody wrote that song, I think, uh, from Little Things, Big Things Grow. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think there's a line in that about Vincent Lingari. Lingari, yeah. And, and Lord Vesti, etc. And so if you don't know who Lord Vesti and Vincent Lingari is, watch Still We Rise and you will know who they are mm. and it will all make sense. Um, so, you, I think, yeah, you spoke about Vince Lingari on Indelible Indigenous last year or the year before. Yes, I think so. You might maybe be right. we'll we'll put in the show notes a link to that episode so you can to that well, story. Good luck finding that in the archives, <laughs> but that would be awesome. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Easy to find. Uh, we haven't been hacked like some other YouTube YouTubers recently who. Um, got hacked by some malware and lost all of their uh, videos. So, oh, no, I'll you're be kidding. able to find it. Yeah, I might save that for another uh, another episode. Yes, do that. Oh, Maybe, wow. Uh, that's a, on, let's, yeah. let's get technical. Yes, that's a great idea. Yeah, so in fact, we'll do it next week. Sounds good. Yeah, no, we'll do that next week. That sounds awesome. So, look, uh, thanks to anyone that joined us uh, tonight live and anyone that joins us on the video afterwards thanks very much um we've had a fantastic time uh as you can probably tell we're both uh very pro the voice and, and very pro um the uh first nations um improvements uh, in this nation and so we won't stop talking about it on this exactly. show and I've got on for those watching uh, just below, got the link to the From the Heart um, education course uh, that I'm slowly myself going through uh, the course, learning as much as I can um, so I can also uh, let you guys know. All Beautiful. About. Beautiful. So on the pod, it's fromtheheart.com.au forward slash education. So fromtheheart.com.au forward slash education. Um, if you're listening on the pod and, uh, yeah, as once he said, you can learn as much as you possibly want to. And, uh, we both, um, employ you to do so because yeah, we've got a, a big decision. Uh, to be mm. honest, it's not that big, just vote yes, but, yeah, um, pretty simple. It is, yeah, it is pretty simple and it should make a difference, um, yeah. to our first, um, our first nations people, mm. meaning over here, 60,000 years, 60,000 years before we were. Exactly. So, um, you know, uh, we owe that to them at the very, very least. Anyway, it's good night for me. Fantastic show. And it's good night for me. Thanks for listening. Later. Bye. Bye. The New Blurred is brought to you by Wensi and Kickstart, usually on a Tuesday evening. You can catch us on all the socials, as they say, the Blurt YouTube channel. We have a Twitter Blurt handle, and there is a Blurt Star Facebook page as well. So, if you're interested in getting getting in touch, it's at gmail.com, and we will get back to you as soon as we can if you've got any questions. Until next week, there'll be another feed coming at you. Has been a Get Off The Glass Productions, brought to you by Wincy and Kickstarter.